Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies and TV shows, and we'll do so with spoilers. You've been warned. Hi, my name is Albert. This is Jami. For this episode, we are going to be talking about the latest Darren Aronofsky movie called Mother. Mother! Exclamation point. Oh yeah, you're right. Exclamation it's, mark. It's Mother! <laughs> very dramatic. Just like the movie itself, it's very dramatic. It's yeah. very important. It announces itself very much so. It, it, you, you, it, you have to pay attention to this movie. It announces itself. It's just like, Mother! Well, right. Exactly. And, and to start it off, I would like to um, read the statement that Paramount Pictures oh, had. Did you hear this yet? Yeah, I heard about it, yeah. Okay. So Paramount Pictures had to like make a statement. After, oh, this statement. Okay, okay. I, 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 I was thinking of a different one. Yeah, after the weekend. Because the weekend only made like $7.6 million or whatever. And people were... And he got like an F cinema score, yeah. which is pretty low. It, it's pretty low. It's pretty low. low. <laughs> I don't think you can do much worse than an F. But as people say, a cinema score does not dictate the quality of the movie. No, that's It's not. just the fact that most audiences didn't like it. <laughs> right. It's just the, how audiences interpret and likes or dislikes a movie. Yeah. And then also, uh, I should mention, the, the score is basically based on expectations as well. So I think most people th- thought they were watching one thing and they got another with, with Mother. Yeah, the marketing was trying to be clever in terms of like not spoiling the movie. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like it was to its detriment because it brought in people who probably would never have seen this movie if they knew what they were going yeah, into. Yeah, and uh, I've seen people like on the uh, Screen junkies and all these kind of uh, YouTube bloggers and stuff. Like that. What they're doing is they're kind of making a, they're giving a, a, they're they're giving an impression on the movie that's that's tr- that's not true. They're making it seem like the marketing people are making it seem like it's a horror movie, and then it, it it's not. It's just not. It's 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 an it's independent artsy fartsy kind of a movie. It's not. Well, it's not a horror movie. It's it's a horror movie in an artsy fartsy kind of way, and that's mm-hmm. about all they can really say about that. Uh, but here you go. Here's the statement that Paramount Pictures said. Okay. This movie is very audacious and brave. Mm-hmm. You are talking about a director at the top of his game and an actress at the top of her game. They made a movie that was intended to be bold. Everyone wants original filmmaking and everyone celebrates Netflix when they tell a story no one else wants to tell. This is our version. We don't want all movies to be safe and it's okay if some people don't like it. Okay, so first off... Uh, if they're comparing Netflix movie uh, Netflix movies to this movie, it's not really a comparison. Yeah, I, if, if I was Paramount, I would have done that. It's like lowering your because they've always movies have always lorded over TV as like being the superior art form, right? Right. And then now you you want to lower yourself and dropping yourself down, dropping the bar down, lowering the bar to Netflix level. It, what their perception is, I don't think that's a that's the right move. It's not a right move. I mean, yeah. I think I think what they're comparing is to the original TV shows that Netflix have, not to the original movies that Netflix right. have. So that's a bad comparison. But at the same time, they have, they have a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody keeps bitching about how there's nothing original in the movie theaters anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, this is very original. Yeah, I, so, give, I give it points for originality. Yeah, yes. I have no problem with that. Yeah, yeah, the problem is that the marketing tried to pull in as many audiences as possible. And that was arguably misguided. In a business sense, it's not misguided. It's, it did its job. Yeah. But in an artistic sense, in a, in a movie-going audience sense, yeah, it was kind of misleading. Mm-hmm. Um, although I would argue that that it's not entirely false, because the marketing of the movie made it seem like it was like what they said a home invasion movie, home invasion kind of a horror movie, and yeah. then I think what most it's the horror part of that, that right, and I think on, yeah. what the most lead, misleading part is it's one of those things where you think at least based on the marketing there might be some sort of twist at the end, but there's no really no t- 
big giant well, twist. It, it kind of was a twist or, at the end. Or there's a thing where it, where something kind of cohesive happens. You know what I mean? Cohesive is definitely not this movie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But you think, but you, but I think what most people thought at the end there would be like a thing that just kind of unites. Every, you know, there'd be a giant kill at the door. You know what I mean? It'd be something like that. Well, to be that fair, kind of draws everything it, together. It, but there really isn't. It's to a, be well, to it's be abstract. Fair, it's a very be, abstract kind of movie. It's abstract, sure. Yeah. But to be fair, I thought the ending kind of like put its point on what the movie was about. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Okay, so go ahead with what you thought about the movie and tie in what you said on, the, on your text right I texted I texted uh, uh, Albert like my a couple of little snarky comments after the movie and, uh, and to me uh, my, there's like two big interpretations the majority of people saying of course it's about mother mother nature earth and retelling the bible and all that stuff but my 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 personal interpretation because I know a little gossipy stuff about Aronofsky and stuff like that and I have a different interpretation I like the whole uh, the fact that uh, that Jennifer Lawrence is like a, a muse like a, a female muse and then uh, him uh, the uh, what's his, oh, what's his name now shoot the the character's name or? no not him the, the actor's name Oh, Javier Bardem. Oh, yeah. Javier Bardem is in the place of, of Darren Aronofsky. He's yes. a director. He's a creator and stuff like that. And then he and she is she is like his latest muse. You know what I mean? She is she's a young ingenue and all that. So she's 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 trying to create a home after the previous girl, the wife. Has sort of left him. Oh, he's he's used up the previous girl, the wife. Hey, he's she's been kicked out. And the metaphor, of course, is she she trying to building a home, but inside the home, it's kind of poison. It's rotten, you know, what I mean? because the the creator is rotten. He's a horrible person. He just uses people and stuff like that. But you know, she gives and she gives, and it gives to her creativity. But all he ever does is dr- bring in drama. You know what I mean? Uh, people who shouldn't stay at your house come in, come to your house. Right. You know what I mean? He takes inspiration from all of this. And he, again, he just takes and takes and takes and takes until it's, it's over. It's it's a metaphor for Aronofsky. It's, it's a whole algorithm for his creativity, his process and all that stuff. That's because, I like I said, I know a little bit of a history. He he was married to Rachel Weisz. They had a kid together. And then unceremoniously, at some point, they got divorced really quickly. There are rumors that he's had affairs with various women, various actresses. There's rumors. I, I don't get too gossipy, but there's rumors and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that was my takeaway from the movie. And that was my thing, for the most part. You know what I mean? And Albert? Yeah, um, I, I read a lot of the, the negative reviews about the movie. And they focus a lot on that aspect. Oh, where, really? where yeah they did okay. a lot of the negative reviews I read focused primarily on that aspect about the how that that oh he now he sees himself as as Javier Bardem's character and the Jennifer Lawrence character like you said is the interchangeable women in his life mm-hmm. like every 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 version of this house is a new movie and a new female lead right that that he gets to be with and then when he's done with them they become another person yeah and then you can also interpret you know once he's done with that with, with that uh, with that creative thing that movie the book whatever it is Aronofsky gives it to the world and then people start coming into and people start wanting more from him like the paparazzi fans you know what I mean and then the, the new lady in his life just wants what she thinks is a quote unquote normal life but it keeps you know there's an invasion of privacy there's a paparazzi angle to it towards the latter half of the movie and stuff like that there's all these kind of there's all kind of these Allegory, allegory, kind of a, to uh, to fame and fortune and creativity, and muse and all that stuff. So that was my, to me. That's how I kind of saw it. You know no, no, that's fair enough. It's actually a fair comparison uh, to to the real life thing, and that's what, like I said, a lot of the negative viewers were harping on about, like, oh, this this movie is completely based on his ego, yes, and I can't support the movie for that. It was the kind of that kind of a thing, and and oddly enough, none of those reviews that I've read mentions the Bible stuff. So it's really, really? it really. I have the- I have the opposite reaction. All the all the reviews I saw, like I said, on Screen Junkies, Colliders, 
and other uh, uh, YouTubers, at least I, have, I don't read a lot of reviews now, but a lot of the YouTube reviewers have mentioned all the, the Mother Nature, the Bible. Uh, uh, no, no, uh, I'm talking parallels. about the negative ones. I read, I read a couple of negative ones yeah. where they only focused on on the uh, on the, the, Darna, Dar, the, the Darna, Darren Aronofsky ego trip mm-hmm. that this movie is. And none of them that I read mentioned the Bible stuff. Oh, okay. And then the ones that I read, the, the ones that I mentioned that read the, that, that mentioned the Bible stuff actually more or less kind of liked the movie. Is that that's the reason why it has a fresh rating in Rotten Tomatoes? Because I think the people who actually uh, like the Bible stuff actually right. can kind of appreciate it for what it is. And do you want to go through some of the uh, biblical allegories, uh, references, and stuff? Oh, but before we move on to that, mm-hmm. uh, now we got to think about like the women in in his movies. Okay, Rachel yes. Weisz was in it. Jennifer Connelly was in it. She was in yes. it twice, mm-hmm. right? For for uh, for Recommend for Dream and Noah. And Noah. And mm-hmm. speaking of Noah, Emma Watson was in it too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get all gossipy. Right. Again, I don't, don't want to get too gossipy. <laughs> but if you do Google searches and stuff like that, there are, there are rumors. There are, there are rumors. But yeah. it, it does seem like that he's choosing like female leads that are like considered strong female uh, mm-hmm. characters, right? And they're awfully attractive, I'll tell you that. Yeah, they're, they're awfully always, attractive. They're attractive. You know what yeah. I mean? But, anyway, yeah, but moving on. Melissa McCarthy's not going to start in the next Aronofsky movie, you know what I'm saying? Right. So, so speaking of Noah, this is Mother is almost kind of like a prequel slash sequel yes. to Noah. <laughs> Because it, it's almost like the same thing. Like, oh, you didn't like how I told Noah? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna retell it, doing this yeah. instead, and I'm gonna add some more stuff to the thing. Yeah. So, um, from the very beginning of the movie, where where it starts off really odd in terms of like, uh, in the trailers they show the house burning down. Right. Well, in in the in the beginning of the movie, it's the opposite. The the house goes back to normal. Right. Right. So even from the very first minute, I was kind of like already on guard because I'm like. Okay, what the hell did I just get myself into mm-hmm. by watching this thing? Because yeah, it's it's a very unusual beginning. Right. And um and no, I did not actually honestly didn't get the Bible references until later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, do you? I have a particular scene where I got the fact. Oh, there's a Bible thing. Do you have a particular scene where it struck you like lightning? Yes. All right. What's yours? Oh, mine is Cain and Abel. Yes. Same. Same. Like <laughs> when you have two brothers coming in and one kills the other brother. You know what I mean? It's like I'm not. FYI, I'm not a Christian. I don't. I don't, I, right. I, it, it comes to me very slowly and stuff like that. Yes. But once Cain and Abel shows up, I'm like, all right, I'm looking for the rest. Where's Jesus? Where are you? Where are you now, buddy? Where, yeah. where are you going? Where's, where's the Bible? Where are you? No, where but are see, you? as soon as that happened, I'm like, is this where he's going with yeah. us? And then like, I'm like, I was like 70% sure yeah. he was going that direction. But at the same time, I was kind of like, well, I still don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Right. So, so oh, by the way, Cain and Abel in, the, in this movie, not named Cain and Abel, they're just brothers or whatever. Yeah, there's a, that's, that's another thing. I, I also want to mention the fact uh, for people that uh, want to go see it or we'll review it and stuff like that. Keep in mind, this this is a movie we can't re- review it for its literal stuff. It's a very much, uh, it's all allegory. It's all, uh, you know, metaphors. Allegory metaphors. Yeah. Metaphor. Exactly. I don't think any of the characters have specific names. You, you, you tell right away, none of these characters have specific names. The house doesn't have a driver. There's no cars. There's a, it's obviously just a garden. It, 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 the movie takes place in a very, in a dreamlike quality to it. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, in actually, if you go to like I think IMDb or the the cast listing, mm-hmm. uh, Javier Bardem is listed as uh, him, right? Right with a capital H, I would add. Uh, and I then it was lowercase H. I thought he was a little, no, no. Uh, he was capital H. Oh. Everybody else is lowercase, but him right. for obvious reasons because he's God. He's God. Right? He created. Uh, mm-hmm. Jennifer Lawrence is labeled as mother, right? And then uh, the other guy is labeled as man. Uh, Ed, Ed Harris labeled as man. Right. Michelle Pfeiffer is labeled as woman. I think. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then I believe the, the kid, the brothers, or whatever. And then um, uh, Kristen Wig, Kristen Wig, right? Right. Kristen Wig. Kristen right. Wig was labeled as Harold, right? right? Which I guess you could say is like the uh, the people who were 
evangelizing right. uh, God, the word of God kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, oh, angels? Like, maybe, maybe not. Okay? Yeah. It, it, it could go either way, quite honestly. Yeah. But um, but it's, it does seem like after the Cain and Abel thing, I, that's when I started piecing things together. Right. But for the most part, I was kind of like, I kind of like the, the idea that everything was true, the perspective of Jennifer Lawrence's character. Because mm-hmm. everything that happens with her, she's always like, like WTF, what the, what the hell's yeah. going on here? And mm-hmm. we're supposed to be just as lost as them. And I'm, and I'm assuming the majority of people are just as lost as she is. Right. So you're kind of living through all this mess and you have no idea what's, what's going to happen mm-hmm. next. Like for her, it's really confusing and we're supposed to feel that. Let me ask you something though. Did you, were you ever a, did you ever read Kafka, The Trial? No. Oh, okay. Kafka, the German writer, wrote a famous book called The Trial, and it, it reminded me of that. It has a very dreamlike quality in the sense that it takes place like in, like in no man's, in, a, in, a, in its own universe. And but people come into your world in a very much dreamlike quality. You know what I mean? There's like you know people come through doors and they exit through doors. They give you a couple of lines and they exit and stuff like that. There's like real no kind of plot. It's just it's just, it's a constant state of imbalance and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Nobody has names and stuff like that. In the book, the trial, he's accused of a crime. And he doesn't know what he's accused of. He just you know he's just on trial and stuff like that. And just for some reason, this movie reminded me of that. It has that has that kind of Kafka existential. You know what I mean? You don't know what the actual threat is necessarily in this movie, but you know this is just a giant, uh, just a sense of dread with Jennifer Lawrence. You know what I mean? Right. You, right. Know, you know what I mean? She's just being constantly uh, put upon, you know, by all these characters. You know yes, what I mean? yes. There is a constant sense of dread. And I, I got, I felt that because I, was, I wasn't sure what else, where else the, the movie is going to go to. Right. Like, like she. Like she wasn't sure like, okay, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. But to me, it, it seemed like they were also sp- uh, getting from Rosemary Baby. Right. Where it was pretty much mostly set on one apartment or one place, and right. then people coming come in and go, that right. kind of thing. So it does have that feeling, and I know Darren Aronofsky said that it's kind of like a home invasion movie because mm-hmm. you're you're at your home, and next thing you know, there's all these people coming in, right. leaving, and then they're all doing all this stuff. They're like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, Leave, th- kind of there's thing. also uh, a sort of a surrealist abstract sense like that because it's not just people coming into the <laughs> home necessarily. It's also with the shape and form of the house where it takes place. You know what I mean? At some point in the third act, a war takes place in that house. You know what I mean? Right, right. You know what I mean? So I think there's a there's a there's a uh, Italian or some European uh, director called Louis Brunel. something like that. He he does stuff like this. He there's a there's a famous uh, movie he did. I think it's called the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie where it's like middle class people sitting down for a dinner you know what i mean it's one location it's him at them at dinner but all these weird abstract things start happening before they can sit down and eat you know what i mean soldiers come through people get you know get killed and all that stuff really weird stuff and that's that's another part of this movie you know what i mean it's very it's it's grounded but it's also surreal at the same time you know what i mean because it's very shot in a very documentary very uh uh, style, you know, what I mean, it's all in Jennifer Lawrence's face and stuff like that. You know? I don't know if it's grounded because I mean, like you said, the, the the final act was just a mishmash of all these montages that are happening mm-hmm. at the same time, roughly. I, it almost seemed like if this was a stage play, mm-hmm. this is how they would play out. No, I'm saying grounded in the sense that people are, are not acknowledging the fact that it, this is hey, why is a war ca- taking place in my house? You know what I mean? Oh no, I think they acknowledge mm-hmm. it's happening. They just they, we're we just don't acknowledge like why is it happening? Yeah. Because I think for them, the time has already passed, and they know they're what situation they're in. Because mm-hmm. it it does seem like that one particular like ten minute space or twenty minute space where where she's kind of going through room by room, and all these yeah. different things are happening. It does seem like she's going through time. That's what it felt like to me. Not not to me. Not to you. No, I just felt like it's she's going through drama or uh, stress or emotion or or something like that. You know, it just it didn't feel like she's go, she's going through time. 
Well, no, it seemed there. like a passage of time thing. I was like, no. what, one one minute they're they're doing a book signing, mm-hmm. and then like the next minute there's there's like they're executing people. I no, mean, to me it, it to me besides the time jump between her and her pregnancy when she gets like nine months pregnant, so that to me it all takes to me it felt like it all takes place almost like in real time, except for, for, for the fact that obviously when they sleep and stuff. Like no, that, no, I mean in the movie it is real time, mm-hmm. but it does it does seem like the stuff that's happening didn't happen in real time. That doesn't sure. really feel to me because it it seemed like. Those situations were too much of a jump. That's why, like once again, her reaction is like, "What the hell's going on? Why? Why is all these things happening?" You well, know? I, I think we're t- towing around uh, uh, one thing about this movie, though. Does it work for you? Do, did, did you find it entertaining? Did, you, did it work for you? Would you recommend this to people and stuff like that? Well, I, Do you I, give it a thumbs up. I well, that's the thing. It's hard for me to recommend this to people just just for the fact that it's so divisive. Like like you're gonna have like a different reaction depending on how you feel about mm-hmm. the movie. So it's kind of hard for me to recommend it. Um, if you want to look, if you want to, does it work for you though? That's what I'm asking. Well, that's the thing though. It kind of worked for me because in terms of like an experience, yes, it's definitely no experience. No movie in this year is quite like this. Yeah. If you want to just go for the experience, here you go. What's yeah. this movie? I would say this is a movie for hardcore sort of film fans, not just people who like going to movies. This is not for movie. This is not for people who like going to movies to have a good time or on date night and stuff. Yeah, like. definitely this, not a good time. This is one of those movies for better or for worse. I'm saying will be probably taught at film school because it's one of those things. I don't mean to be sound like snooty or intellectual, but this this movie raises the question: What is film? What is you know what I mean? What's the nature of film? In the sense that is it because this movie is from a first person perspective. It is Jaranovsky's vision. You know what I mean? And do, do you think that's the tr- that is one of the true natures of film? You know what I mean? You know, does, does that make sense? You know what I mean? It's no, like, I, I, I know yeah, what you yeah. mean. Yeah, because it's all Jaranovsky. It's all what he believes in as far as what's going on right now with the environment. What he believes in the Bible. It's very first person. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're into that, this is the movie for you. If you're into that idea, if you want to see what film can be. What a film is from a first person perspective, this is the movie for you. Well, like I said, it was artsy farsy. But yeah. in terms of the narrative, you are looking at everything through Jennifer Lawrence's eyes, mm-hmm. the mother character. Because right. if you look at the camera angles, it's only three shots. It's either from behind her, yeah, uh, her perspective, or or her the picture the uh, the angle of her reaction. Yeah, those are the only three things you get from this movie. You don't get any like cutscenes of Javier Bardem talking to Ed Harris in the distance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything is through her perspective. So you're right. supposed to feel just as lost and just as confused as she is. I mean, as Darren Aronofsky, he's not confused. But at the same time, you're supposed to feel empathy on this character who is confused. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so is there anything specific? I know you said you're not, you're not uh, a religious person. So are there anything in terms of allegory and metaphor in the movie that you're wondering about? In terms of like the Bible? No. Not no? No. I mean, no, no offense, but I'm like 40. I've seen, uh, you know, I what little I've known about the Bible. I've, you know, you see, you see it through pop culture all the time. You know what I mean? Okay. From books, from all, you know what I mean? Also, it's, it's not that confusing to me. And to be honest with you, even even if I'm confused about something, I'm not that interested in, in following up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? As, as to me, I have the the biggest problem with this movie, the biggest sin is at the end of the day, at, when this two hours is done, I really wasn't that invested. You know what I mean? It wasn't really a thing where like, wow. This I felt like I I went through a journey. I, I empathized. I I, I I identify with any of the characters or Jennifer Lawrence. All that. Not stuff, even you know Jennifer Lawrence's character. No, not at all. The thing is, that's, the thing is, that I guess a problem. One is criticism. Is it's everything is sort of just like one note. You know what I mean? Everything she does is like she's walking through rooms. She's being put upon. She's being put upon in this a different room. She's being put on in this room. There's never a, there's never it's everything is just put upon. You know what I mean? She just there's no traction for it. There's no character development. There's no arc. There's no humor. You know what I mean? It just seems like. You know what I mean? It just, it just, you know what I mean? It just seems like it just, 
it's too one dimensional for me. You know what I mean? It just it just doesn't. That's that's my biggest problem with it. You know what I mean? But it it makes sense in the terms of the fact that that she is always put upon because she's supposed to represent. Mother Nature. Yeah, but Mother Nature, ha- it, it contains the multitudes and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Obviously, we take from, from Mother Nature, but Mother Nature fights back as well. You know what I mean? Well, in this movie, she does eventually fight back. Not even with any real meaning or significance and stuff like that. And like I said, the, it, his again, this goes to Deranowski's view of nature. It's very one-dimensional. It's like the Mother Nature is suffering. She's in put upon. She's, you know what I mean? She pushes back a little bit. But that's not how I personally view nature. You know, obviously, we have very serious problems with Mother Nature and all that stuff. But it's too one-dimensional. I, see be- I also see beauty and wonder in, in, in Mother Nature. But she does have right that. Now. She no. has that, and the human characters are destroying things. Yeah, but still, again, it's just one dimension. It's just one note. It's just like, oh, you, you, you say, oh, she's put it upon. It's Mother Nature. But you get that then. You get two hours of this. You know, come on. But movies it, it, need to contain the multitude of things. The, the thing is, though, is that yeah. it is trying to... Well, the thing is, the, the movie isn't trying to be obvious about it, but at the same time, it is obvious about it. And I've seen the movie posters. They're pretty obvious about it. Well, I mean, those other movie posters are pretty obvious about yeah. it. But people are, are, if you don't haven't seen the movie, you're kind of confused what you're looking at. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, though, is that the reason why I think that, that, that they had the right idea harping on the fact that the Jennifer Lawrence is always getting, getting screwed in the equation with the whole thing is because, you know, Earth doesn't really have much to do, really. But we are just taking these resources. We are doing whatever we want to it. We're altering it for whatever we want to it. So it, that's, but, that's the thing. But that, but that's just the thing. I, I don't think that's true. I think this is one, that's a one-dimensional view of, of nature, what's going on with the environment. It's just not. Well, Jennifer Lawrence thing is that this is an allegory of climate change. Yeah. But again, climate change fights back. You know what I mean? There's different dimensions. And to, in the movie, to, she does fight back. To uh, what degree? To the fact that she still, she gets, still gets screwed. She, she still gets screwed. She never, get, she never fights back in any meaningful way. It Come is, on. It is. You're saying she fights back, but that's, that's lip service. All she ever does is get off the sink. Get off the sink. I said, get off those the sink. Are, those are warnings by Mother Nature. Again, so telling you to what, stop. Is, what does it lead to? Nothing really happens. Nothing the, significant the happens. The end of the movie is what happens. Yeah, nothing significant happens. Like I said, it's just... The end she, of the movie was happened. She, I, Mother Nature decides, yeah. like, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm going to blow up the whole thing. It just, it's a very nihilistic view of climate change. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, the, it's the fact that, that we're now... At, the movie got gets to the point of no return where it's like, okay, you did all this to Mother Nature. She's going to fight back by just blowing up the whole thing. Right. That's that's her. That's the that's the whole purpose well, of, that's, of the movie. Well, that's a real cheerful way of. That is the point of the movie, though. Yeah, but oh, two and a half hours of it. That's that two and a half hours. It, it, raising it, it, the, the, it the needs time three frame. hours Jeez. to make that point. It makes the same point over and over and over again. Like I said, it doesn't. The movie doesn't fluctuate. It hits a note and it circles around that note over. But and that's over the again. only. That's only one aspect of the movie. The other yeah. aspect is the Bible stuff. Hmm? The other aspect is the Bible stuff. The other aspect is the the yeah, the, but that's fine. But at some point, just because if you're a Bible person, it becomes like oh, it's that thing, it's that thing. It's it's like, like I said, it's like oh, look at that, it's like Easter eggs almost, like a Marvel movie, Easter eggs now. But you know yeah, I mean? that's kind of what it was. Yeah. They, they are they are Easter eggs, but yeah. at the same time, it kind of it kind of forms its. If you're if you're if you get the references and and like the references, you kind of can form the narrative right. around that, and you see where it's going. But like I said, what about empathy? What about tr- attaching yourself to character? Empathy, you you can. You, how can you not feel sorry for Jeff Lawrence's mother? She's, well, then you're gonna, you're forcing me to a corner where I'm saying she's not very good, not very good performance. Then. You know what I mean? It just doesn't captivate I, I, you. I really felt sorry for Jennifer Lawrence's character in this movie. Wow, your your sense of empathy is better than mine, man. Because like I said, if you want to compare uh, movies, uh, his this movie and his first movie, uh, Requiem for a Dream, it's like Requiem for a Dream is like, it's a different, it's, it's that movie you felt something. You felt 
uh, like you went on a journey, you're invested in it. This one, not so much. Like it just, it, like I said, if if to me, I would recommend a movie if you're like a f hardcore film person and you want to see something about film theory and all that stuff. But for a regular average person, not so much. You know, what I mean? and like I said, my biggest criticism is like you at the end of at the end of the four hours of this movie, you just are not <laughs> oh invested that much. You know what I mean? You get it. But and then, like I said, it hits a note, it hits a point, and then it keeps circling that point. You know what I mean? It doesn't get off that note. You know what I mean? So, but each Bible reference is is its own criticism about that, though. And 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 I kind of like the 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 whole idea of trying to layer it through the Bible, mm -hmm. you know. And then the fact that once again, you know, throughout the whole thing, she's more or less kind of helpless, like like Mother Nature is. I really felt sorry for Jennifer Lawrence's character. You didn't feel the same way, but I did. I really felt sorry for the girl. And and like and going back to the home invasion thing. If if you were if this was like your next you know the main heroine like starts fighting back right mm -hmm. but in in a, in a traditional like horror movie in a in a in a home invasion movie the the people in the house are usually the victims they're always constantly the victim and it's it becomes a harrowing experience because they can't really fight back you know and that's that's that seems to be the thing that that they're Aronofsky is doing here it's almost kind of European where it's a very like I said a very nihilistic point of view where you don't really get the hero to to uh, to overcome all these problems. It just that's the horror. Put her down. Aspect. Put her all down. That's the horror aspect of that's the horror aspect of this thing. Because yes. like I said, it's just, not a horror in a traditional just sense. No hope. Just burn it down. Wait. Like just, a lot. Just, just cycle it through, man. Just there burn are it all down. a lot of European horror movies that are very similar to this, where it's yeah. a build up to like a bad ending. Yeah. You know, and and this is kind of what that is. It's a build up to a bad ending. I just burn it all down. Just like forget it. Oh, yeah, that's the whole no point. Hope. No, nobody has any no, kind of humanity. Hope, the hope there is that if you go with with the God angle, is that like, well, I tried this time. I'm gonna try it again. Oh. That's that. That's the whole idea with that. It's like it's no different than in Noah. Like I said, where 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 God is like, okay, you know, screw you guys. I'm gonna flood the world. And then after that's done, okay, I'm gonna yeah. try again. Never mind. Never mind all the nuances. There might be some good people, some bad people. Never mind all the in between stuff. Let's just burn it all down. But that's you know that's I mean? that, that's how God sees things, though. Yeah, okay. everything is pretty much just that. But at the same time, he's so trying God's to. God's a dick, is what you're saying. Is what you're saying. Well, in many in many respects, he kind of yeah. he kind of is. Well, there you go. You know, and, and that's that's a, that's the whole point. Like I said, there's all these Bible <sighs> criticisms that that is that is fascinating in this movie. Uh, putting all the conjectures there, like 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 the Kristen Wiig character. You know, mm -hmm. you know, she's the, she's the person who's. Who who start to spread the word of God, you know, evangelizing the the the, the word of the poet kind of thing, and yeah. then the people who I guess are are against it, they'll she'll just kill, you know, yeah. is it, that kind of a thing? There's all these different layers in this movie that 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 the Jennifer Lawrence character is like with the thing, but doesn't understand what's going on because for her, it's like, what are you doing in planet Earth? Leave, leave already, you know. Yeah. She's just suffering, and there's nothing she can do because because the, her husband is letting things happen, like oh. God is just letting things happen, you know. That, that seems to be the criticism of this movie. Oh, what, what am I going to do with that? Like, what, nothing. But does any of that, any of the things you just layered makes this movie more interesting and more... Uh, it's interesting to me. It, it makes it more compelling and makes it more dramatic and stuff like that. Because mm. it's like I said, it's the journey. It's just the experience of from point A to point B. Yeah, but you, but from the beginning, when you see the first burning image of the, of the previous girl, you know that how that, you know that that's how the movie's going to end with Jennifer Lawrence burning. You, you you know that. Come on now. Well, based on some of the trailers that you see, that's gonna no, happen. no, no, no. I'm not talking about the trailers or anything like that. I'm talking about when you first saw that image of the girl burning and the I, house. Honestly, I wasn't sure if that was Jerry Florence or not. No, I'm saying yeah, it was a different girl. I 100 percent knew it was a different girl. But uh, no, but know, 100 percent now he's a different girl. But when I saw, it, I was like, wait, is that Jerry Florence? No, you, but you knew once you see the 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 the, the house uh, resurrected and stuff, you knew that's how the movie's gonna end. The Jerry Florence was gonna burn and it was gonna get resurrected. Come How'd on. you know? 
Really? No, I, I actually wasn't sure what direction they were gonna go with that. Oh my gosh! You know, it, it was it was kind of it was kind of odd for me that it would start that way. Yeah. You know, I had suspicions that it might end that way, but I, I, I at the same time, I was kind of hoping that Jennifer Lawrence would overcome all this. But no, they went for once again the nihilistic ending. Yeah, but the thing is, that Jennifer Lawrence come, uh, overcoming this. But the thing is, she's not a dramatic, a dramatic character. She's not a three dimensional character. She's the why, victim of the in the why, movie. Yeah. So the thing is, why would you think she overcome it? She's not a real person. She's because not, if you she's think, an abstract. Once she's, again, if you think she, of the if you think of the traditional Hollywood narrative, the victim overcomes everything. No, no, no I'm talking lose. about yeah. that. Never mind all the previous ones. I'm talking about the character, this character herself. Why would anybody think she would overcome anything? She doesn't learn anything from scene to scene. It's an abstract uh, thing. You know what I mean? She's not a, a, a real fl- flesh and blood character. I'm talking about you know I mean? in the narrative. Yeah, in the exactly. Narrative, that's what I'm saying. You know, there's no, there's no, there's no impression that you would get from from watching this character that you would think she'd be able to avoid the end. You know what I mean? Well, I don't know. At the, at the moment where where she was like making sure that that uh, Javier, the poet doesn't get her baby, that's her fighting back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was very dramatic, by the way. All she had to do was not fall asleep. That's, I know, that's, but the point is that's, that that's just a silly. Scene. The point is you that, got, that that's how it. that's how helpless yeah. she is. That's all yeah. she could do, right? Because again, the problem is this movie. Again, I don't know if it's even criticism. The thing is, there's nothing. There's nothing flesh and bones about the character. From one scene to the second scene to another, scene, she doesn't learn anything. There's no growth and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There's no. There's no growth. She's not a real life person. She's an abstraction and stuff like that. So so. You, that's that's just there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I, I don't I don't see that I don't see that as a kid. In in the in the beginning she was kinda like like wait why are you letting them stay? You know, she will talk back. But she'll at but the she'll end she's like, Why are these people at this house? Why no, are you having a way At that point on she's like helpless. She's yeah. she's about to get labor and all these things are happening. You know, she can't do anything about it. Oh, this our, our, our perspective of, of Jennifer Lawrence's character is completely different in, in this movie and you kind of kind of show yeah but there's a couple of things we should probably cover um, yeah. the yellow substance what's your opinion on that or, or do you read about it oh what's the yellow substance that's the thing that she took to uh, to get pregnant to get knocked up right no oh something something no no it's, it's supposed to be a reference to another book or movie yeah about, about an abusive wife who okay. who uses the who uses a substance to yeah. to like ease her pain of the sure. abuse there's that uh, the thing in the toilet. What, what do you think of that was? Oh, that was her uh, her, her aborted baby and stuff like that. No, that's not supposed to be how it is. Supposedly, that's supposed to be the literal reputation of because that was the scene after Ed Harris was was having uh, mm-hmm. was throwing up on the sink. Yeah, and if you notice, he had he had he had the the thing in the rib. I know. I yeah, so it's supposed to it's supposed to be the rib. That's yeah, I saw it. It. Once it came, an able character came back. I realized he he got he got he got stabbed in the rib. Okay, the the whole the whole thing with the with the the baby thing, you, you get the whole Jesus thing, right? Everybody gets the Jesus thing. That's not a very abstract. That's not Easter egg at all, man. When you start throwing around little babies and then you're sacrificing feeding the flesh, it it's not rocket science. He's, he's you know, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It, it just it was still shocking to see like a baby die. Not and get really. Eaten, I mean, I not also, really. Not really, because you know, because I don't know if you know, but it's it's not real. It's not real. So it's it doesn't matter. It's it's, it's a fake. visual thing in this thing. It's I mean, a, you hear his neck crack. For it's God's a sake. it's a fake baby. Oh God! I, 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 clearly, I have more sympathy I don't know, than you do. I don't know. If, clearly, I have more I sympathy I, than you do. I don't know if you know this, but uh, movies are not clearly. Real. I have more sympathy than you do. Oh my gosh! That's very bad. Oh no! Her getting beat up. Getting beat up. That, that, that you had no reaction to that at all? Honestly, no. Because like I said, you have... Dude, that was like a visual thing where, where they were literally feel, beating it up. You, the, character, the character through writing, directing, has to draw you in. It, it, that's just how it works. And like I said, nothing up to that point makes me feel sympathetic to it. Like okay. I said, all it, right. Like I said, all these characters hit one note and they don't expand upon these notes and stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm sure some of it's deliberate. Like I said, if she's supposed to represent Mother Earth, it, it, at some point, it's a little bit... 
one-dimensional. You know what I mean? And stuff. But like I said, it's just one note. All these people get one note. Like I said, it just it doesn't. You don't get drawn into their 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 life or their reality and stuff like that. That's the thing. She gets beat up and all that. Of course, you have some empathy for it in the sense that you know, hey, anytime somebody a woman gets beat up or any person gets beat up, but to the point where you go at the end of this movie, you go, wow, this is great. I've learned. I'm taking something away from this from this experience and applying somehow to my real life or anything like that. Yeah, not so much. If if you were if you go under the climate change angle of this movie. Mm-hmm. Then you can really feel. I feel really more sympathy to Mother Earth. Seriously, I did. Well, I think news would would, would hopefully would make not, take take that. The news there too, but but to, yeah. like I said, to, to put to put like a yeah. a character to an inanimate object, mm-hmm. you know, it makes you feel more sympathy on that char- on that inanimate object. Yeah, and that's what Earth is. If you start putting thinking about Earth, like like it's like it's like our food, like if if you start eating chicken, you know, you don't really feel anything because you're eating chicken. But if your chicken had a, if your chicken had a name on it and 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 you kind of like raised it, it's gonna feel different when you're gonna eat it. Oh, it still tastes delicious though. Yeah. See, so our, our perspective on that is just completely different. Yeah. I'm just I'm just uh, I have more sympathy than you do apparently. Of of course, yeah. <laughs> if there's one thing I know about Albert, it's just empathy and sympathy. That's all it is, man. You feel too much is what you. I, I feel you're, too much. You feel too much. You have too much love. You have just too much love in your heart. That's yes. what it is. Best way to end this right here. And uh, like, oh, let's go back to it. Like I said, going. I mean, it's one of those things where people are going to probably write, uh, Christian scholars will probably go through YouTube, like a YouTube video, and, uh, and write it and you know write essays about all this things. And like I said, it, it's nice to have these kind of in, those things are nice if the overall movie works and stuff like that, and you're kind of drawn to it, you kind of figure out the references and stuff like that. But like I said, it shouldn't be like a checklist of things. You know what I mean? She did this. Oh, that means that. She means you know. Come on. I didn't think it was a checklist. I really felt her pain yeah. going through this experience. Once Cain and Abel shows up, it, to me, it's like, it became like a, a bit of a checklist. Oh, what else can we come from the Bible? Is it Old Testament and New Testament? What do we got here? And like I said, this I, I'm shit talking uh, uh, the second half of this is a review a little bit. But overall, like I said, it's a B, B minus. It's it's fine. It, for me, it's a B. You know, I, yeah, thank God. We we spent all that hour, that hour of talking about this. Yeah, but clearly, you're, clearly your B is different than my B. So, yeah. so there we go. Yeah, but only because, like I said, there are, to me, if there are people that are really into film and what and what film can be about and the potential and of uh, filmmaking, and they should really check this movie out. Like I said, if nothing else, this is a Darinovsky movie and stuff like that. Because they, they say movie is a, a group effort and stuff like that, you know, but sometimes it can be a very singular vision. This is it. Okay. It, the only thing is, to what degree that interests you, that's another, that's another thing. Yeah, like I said, it's a, a very divisive movie. Uh, you'll take from it whatever you can based on who you are. And I'm a nicer person than John Ming, so I felt more... Yeah, but come on. That's something you put, <laughs> but that's something you put on, a, on, a, on a greeting card. You can, you can apply that little thing for every movie you see. You know what I mean? I saw It the other week. You know what? You take from it wh- wh- you, where you are, who you are. That's, that's every movie. That's, not, that's, that's Exactly. That's, that's trite. Come exactly. On. But the yeah. thing is, though, is that yeah. neither one of us is right or wrong in that regard. This is our reaction to the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's. Oh yeah, all right. it's art, right? Art. The whole basis of art is that you're supposed to be able to get a reaction, I, I think a the, personal reaction to what you're looking at. The, the, only, the important point is, uh, we we both still hate Iron Fist and Batman, <laughs> Batman versus Superman. You know what I mean? Those, okay. are, ter- those are terrible things. All right. And yeah. that note, uh, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. You can also find me in my other podcast, Stuff and Junk Show, which I'm not sure what we're going to talk about at this point. Uh, you can also go to my I Saw the Movie blog for my non-spoiler movie reviews and my comic strip, which is located at the Coco Mix Mix section of the website. 
And this is John Ming. You can find me on Twitter, J-I-A-M-I-N-G-L-I-O-U. You can send comments to whowhatworsewhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just visit whowhatworsewhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the information and links can be found at uh, whowhatworsewhy.com as well as the show notes. All right. Um, I would like to add that if you are a MoviePass subscriber or you just like going to movies a lot, uh, Mother is actually part of the... Uh, the Paramount Movie Bonus Program for Regal Crown Club. They're doing this again. Remember earlier this year, I had one for Lionsgate and for Universal, where if you watch a certain amount of movies, they'll send you stuff. They'll give you points, free popcorn, or the free digital release of the movie mm-hmm. and when, it com- when it comes out. Two weeks after it comes out on the home market. Whatever, whatever. Mother is the first one in line. Uh, after that is uh, Suburbicon, and then there's Daddy's Home 2, and then there's Downsizing. So if you watch all four movies on the Real Crown Club, you get uh, like extra points, mm-hmm. free popcorn, and if you watch all four, you'll get a digital copy of the movie when it comes out on the home video. So it's something that you guys can take advantage of. You know, it's one of their ways of getting you to go to the movies. And this is through Movie Pass. No, it's through Real Crown Club. Oh, Real Crown Club. Okay. But it makes it easy because if you have a Movie Pass, you just just well, you're, not, you're never going to get your Movie Pass at this rate. So well, I don't why, know. So why, if, why, if, if you already you have try? your Movie Pass, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good for as long as the movies are out. So as long as it's out in the Regal Theater, you can take advantage of it. Wait, is that what Paramount... All the movies you just listed, those are all the Paramount movies coming out this This is fall. the Paramount Movie Bonus Club program. Wow. That's yeah. La, not, la, la. not this week. I mean, like... like Yeah, through the fall, I know. Through the, through the thing. Fall, I winter. Mean, not I mean, a lot of blockbusters, are there? I mean, well, <laughs> well, Suburbicon, not really a blockbuster. Nope. Downsizing, not really a blockbuster. Nope. Daddy's Home 2 is probably the closest thing they have to a uh, blockbuster. Then they're in trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, Paramount's in a lot of trouble. The thing now. is, though, is that um, I'm not really tied to what that is home to, but I will use movie, my movie pass to get a ticket to get it registered for this, sure for this thing. Will. So I can get the other movies for well, free. Well, of course, you want another Alexander Payne movie and stuff. Alexander Payne? Which one did he do? He is doing downsizing. Oh, George, okay. George Clooney, I believe, is Suburbicon. Yeah, I, heard, I didn't really hear good things about Suburbicon. And both are star Matt Damon. Correct. Both, I think both movies have like okay reviews. It's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Either way, free stuff. Especially if you have a movie pass, you don't even oh, need to watch the movie if you just want a free copy of it. I don't know, man. Those movies sound very white to me. There's a lot of white, a lot of white angle sacks and stuff going on in those movies, man. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it's actually true. It's, uh, it's if, if the movie is good, the movie is good. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And if you want to watch movies specifically for the Asian angle, I mean, you have other options out there. Sure. Or 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 you know <laughs> that's not what the was going for, boy. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing. Like, there's, oh, there's... did you see? Uh, by the way, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you see the little the little teaser for uh, Tomb Raider uh, today? I actually have not seen it because I'm gonna just wait for the trailer tomorrow. Uh, apparently, as of this recording, apparently the co-star, one of the co-stars, is uh, Daniel Wu and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah, I had no plans to watch Tomb Raider, but you know, I got support the, the only you know the Asian dude in, in a franchise movie, so. Holy I don't know. Cow. I, I, I want to see this Tomb Raider. I want to see if it's better than the Angelina Jolie version. Plus, it's Alicia well, Vikander. It can't get any worse. I like worse. Alicia Vikander. It can't get any worse. You know, I was, that was this close to watching uh, Tulip Fever just for Alicia Vikander. And then, and then I still oh, haven't seen it. Oh, by the way, just, <laughs> just to go for full circle, I believe Alicia Vikander, I think she's the girl in the, uh, in the bed at the end of, uh, at the end of uh, what's Mother. I don't think so. I think it is. I think it is. Oh, well. If I, I, I haven't looked it up. If I know my attractive twenty-something uh, Hollywood starlets, I believe that's Alicia Vikander. Uh, I don't. I don't think it is. <sighs> well, I don't know. You can look it up if you want. If I, I look it, it up, up will you keep it in the podcast? Sure, go for it. Okay, it's over there. 
I'll look it up right now myself. Well, I mean, I'll IMDb it, I guess. Will it will it be on IMDb or is it one of those unlisted performances? I think it'll be IMDb. IMDb. Why not? Full cast and crew. Uh, cast sixty eight people. Well, I guess that makes sense. All right, let's see. Let's see. A lot if, of people in the crowd. Let's see if they make the distinct the distinction of who it is. The Asian girl's called Whisperer. Uh, there's adulterer, the zealot, defiler, pisser, linger, loiterer, ice tea, epicure, drunken, devoted, herald, abator, thief, plunderer, pilferer, and the fight. Okay, what what would she be under though? Uh, chicken in the bed. Mother one, or mother two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got to be mother three then. Oh, here you go. Four mother. There's four mother. Okay. Which is Sarah Jean Labros. So oh. it's four mother before or after. It's four before, right? So this is the yeah. person who who dies in the very beginning. Yeah. Why don't you read, just read all four? Uh, no, no, no. That's, I'm looking for the next person. Oh. So, foremother is this person. Uh, so, Devo who will be the very the last one? Plunderer, pilferer, nymphonite, nymph, nymphonite, Rave dancer. Oh, I don't, I don't see anything. Do you think it's the same person? I don't know. Maybe they use the same person. Why Either way, look- Alicia Vikander, not on the list. Why can't we just look at Alicia Vikander, then? I'm just saying, Alicia Vikander, not on the list. No, I'm saying, oh. Not on the list. I don't like this. See? I- see that's not her. It is a That's not her. Alright, this has been another episode of Spoilers Please, which is part of the Who What Worse by Network. <laughs>